Hello, it's Melissa with the Bizwell Podcast. Welcome back, friends and fam. Today's episode is on building resilience. We all are going through such a tough time in 2020. We've had a pandemic. We've had racial injustice. Many of us have lost jobs or loved ones, and it's just a trying time. So what better way is to sharpen your resilience skills and get you prepared for the next chapter of our world. So let's break it down first. What is resilience? Well, we probably all have our own definition of it. In my mind, resilience is our ability to cope and to bounce back from stress and adversity. And I'm sure each and every one of you, like me, can think about times in our lives where we have been down. I mean, down, like from losing a job unexpectedly, as I did as a single mom, and everything from losing loved ones. So how well do you bounce back and hopefully even grow through that experience? Obviously, we can't grow when we are in the midst of trauma and pain, but we can take something out from it. And it is sometimes referred to as thriving and not just surviving. So let's talk about some tips today. I recently went through a workshop where I jotted down a ton of notes that I wanted to share with you. Also, I listened to this amazing podcast by Guy Raz. I am his biggest fan. He's part of the NPR family. Guy Raz, his podcast is called How I Built This. And he has all kinds of entrepreneurs, uh, business people, homemakers, you name it. And they've all built something really pretty amazing. And my dream is to one day go on his show and talk about how I built, quote, this. But anyway, if you want another second opinion on resilience, he's got a series going on where he they're short, they're 20, 30 minutes most of the time, have some amazing people on there who are talking about how they bounced back and built resilience. So check that out as well. I'll put Guy Raz and how I built this into the show notes for you. But let's kick off my interpretation of bouncing back. When we talk about resilience, there's there's this model out there and it's there's three sections. So if you envision a pie and divide it by three, the first First one is how we prepare. Um, and many of us may be like you, like I am, I'm constantly in my mind preparing for these what if scenarios. And although I'm trying to do less of that and live in the moment, but when you know that something big is coming or you're in the middle of this pandemic or you're you know, preparing for a job change, preparing is really critical. And this will um, build your support and your confidence. So when it's time, now we're talking about this model again. Now you're going to go from prepared to responding and how we thrive and how we recover. That's the second part of the pie. Prepare, respond, and lastly, adapt. How we reflect and how we adapt and how we change up our plans, right? We all started 2020 with this plan of what this year was going to be like. And very quickly in February, early March, we were changing plans and we thought we were going to be home for two weeks and now it's turned into six months and so on. So we've continued to adapt. But how well do you do that? So if you want to talk about the prepared phase, and again, you're in something right now, so maybe this is just a general framework you want to put together for the next hiccup that comes along. But let's talk about the prepared phase. This is your support network, and you want to map out your current support network using this matrix. Um, When I went through this workshop, they had us on a piece of paper, write down, um, make a cross, and there's four sections or four little buckets. 
So the first one in the top left will be your work support. These are people who will go to, you will go to and share ideas that you wouldn't with other people, where you might get guidance, where you might say, hey, I'm thinking about this idea, what do you think? So who are those people in your work support? Maybe it's one, two, maybe it's 10 people, but put those people down. Make sure you're nourishing those relationships. Uh, you, you tell them that you value them and that you're the go-to. I have two friends at work that over the last couple of years, we've strengthened our relationships and I just uh, saw them for a social distancing get together at the beach. And I told them, you two are my good vibe tribe. Like they are those two that I go to at work, who I can bounce ideas, who I don't feel judged by, who I learn a ton from. So who are those support people in your work that you want to map out? The second area to the right will be the next box. This will be your inspirational support. The people who drive you, inspires you, those people in your life that are like cheerleaders who when you go to their their positivity, their happiness, and their optimism is is contagious and you just get so excited and you feel if you went into the conversation feeling down, you come out feeling great. Uh, the next box below the inspirational support will be in your lower right-hand corner will be your downtime support. These are people like you just want to vent to. You don't need solutions. You don't need problem solved. You just need someone who will listen without judgment. And it's interesting when I did this, some of the same people in my life came up in every single box. But what this is, what we want to do with this is really stretch ourselves and be honest and then say, okay, I only have one person in my downtime support who will listen to me without judging me. Maybe I should cultivate a couple more so I don't burn that one person out. Or, you know, maybe you have um, multiple people. And so that's a great thing. But this is really just a way to start to analyze what you have in terms of your support network. These are the people who you're preparing yourself for when those times come that you need to be resilient. And remember, People with the highest levels of resilience have a strong and varied support network and they use it. So I'm challenged to use this a little bit more. And as I, as you start to write down on paper, you're going to realize, oh, I've got a lot here and I don't have any here. So take a time and maybe do this four box. So again, the first one on the top left was your work support, work tips and guidance. Top right, inspirational support. They drive and inspire you. Lower right is downtime support. Your people who listen to you without judging. And lastly, in the lower left corner of this four grid box is your critical friend. This is the person who holds up the mirror. And I figured out I don't have very many of them partly because I probably don't look for them, but we have to tell people that we're okay. If you honestly are okay with getting feedback, and I think we all should, and if you've got that critical friend who's not gonna judge you, who's just there to help, they wanna hold up the mirror and say, look, this is what I see. You don't always see this, or you don't even realize you're doing this, but I want you to know. So find that friend, that critical friend, will hold up the mirror and help you along your way. So now that you've got your support network, you're, you're at least mapping that out, how you're gonna help, and how they will help you is preparing by building your confidence. So some of the things you can um, ask yourself is what areas do I fall short in the confidence area? May it be at work or um, home? Where are those? And then where are those support networks in those four groups that can help you build more confidence? So after we've prepared for a crisis, or maybe you're preparing while you're in it, but now it's time to thrive, right? This is the responding phase. What are we going to do to thrive in this crisis? 
crisis or this unknown, how are we going to build our resiliency? So first and foremost, it's always about purposeful goals. We talk a lot about goals at home and at work. We have to have some goals and maybe they're really small to start out with. And then once you achieve them, you will create new goals. But it's about which thriving strategy resonates with you in terms of your goals. So so putting out a goal of what you need to do, and maybe it's baby steps, maybe it's updating my resume, then it's getting it out there, then it's working through LinkedIn to make contacts if I've lost my job. Whatever it is, start with those purposeful goals. Uh, Think about the opportunities. Start to visualize the powerful pictures in your head of you connecting with people based on your goal. And that's where you're going to start to have those little bits of wins, which will build that confidence that will help you thrive in this crisis time. Another exercise that I found fascinating when the uh, I went through this workshop is it's talked about what drains you and what drives you. And I made this list and the facilitator asked us, number one, to rate ourselves in that moment. How would we rate our energy level in four different areas? So starting first, the base and the foundation of the pyramid is that physical. How would you rate your energy in a physical? Are you one out of 10, one being the worst, 10 being the greatest? Like, are you at a five? Are you a six? Emotionally, how are you feeling? How are you feeling in your resilience and your emotional a one to 10 mental and then spiritual. And then that's where she took us through this exercise of start to write down what drains you. And I think that's easy, right? What drains us sitting in front of the computer all day, isolation, not being at work, uncertainty, constant change. Those were some of the things I wrote down, including negative people, people who are just always thinking of the worst and talking about the glass half empty versus full. I mean, that drains me. But then you need to take time to figure out what actually drives you, what what fills that cup up again. And that's part of this resilience and recovering. And so it took me a lot longer to write down the list of things that drive me versus drain me. But what are those things that fill us up that re-energize us? So I started really thinking and For me, it's about being in nature. May it be in the mountains. May it be at the ocean. May it be hiking, um, traveling, which we haven't been able to do, but, you know, being with family and friends. So write down these two lists. And when you feel like you're spending too much time in the column of the draining, you know, those things that make you less energized and make you feel uncomfortable and, and zaps your happiness and joy, go to your list of things that drive you and make you happy and re-energizes you. I think this is key to building your resilience and making sure each and every day we're doing something. The facilitator in this workshop that I went through said, you know, schedule it on your calendar. May it be 10 minutes, 30 minutes, or an hour, whatever you can give, but do something that drives you and energizes you. Maybe it's yoga, it's, it's going for a walk. I have been really great during quarantine about walking. I typically will try to schedule it on my calendar. May it be 15 minutes, 30 minutes over my lunch hour and an hour. I'm going for a walk. I'm listening to music. I'm listening to podcasts that energize me or motivate me. I'm listening to the birds, whatever it may be, but do something each day that helps drive you, lift you, lifts you up and build your resilience. And then as we go through this whole model and now we're we're in the adaption phase, or at least I am in, in terms of the coronavirus and working at home and I'm adapting and I'm it's constantly changing, but it's also time to reflect. So it's important to our resilience to take a balanced reflection of our experience. When reflecting and assessing, remember to consider what went well. Don't forget those things. It's easy for us to focus on what didn't go well, what went well, and uh, what we could do differently for next time. That's important as well, the reflection. Something we do at work a lot, or a lot of leaders do, is we call this little model a 
stop, start, and continue. So what that means is a lot of times leaders will say to their people, what do you want me to stop doing? What do you want me to stop being, saying, doing? And what would you like me to start? And what should I continue? So this is always a little bit of hard when I, I think managers ask this, but I don't, I'm not sure they really want to know. But, um, you know, so that might be something you adopt within your family or maybe you bring it up to your manager about this stop, start, continue. And maybe you pose it as, you know, boss, what can I do? What can I start or stop that you think would help me in my career, in building resilience, you name it. And what should I do? What should I continue at that I'm really good at? So something to consider, you can do it in your family or as well, or maybe with your spouse. Um, that would be a great exercise. I haven't done it yet, but it's on the to-do list. So those are just a few notes that I had jotted down from the workshop that I attended on resilience. And now I'm just going to close up with a few of my personal ways that I try to be resilient. And God knows I have faced so much adversity and change and uncertainty in my life. And when I reflect back on those times where I was fearful, you know, the the most recent biggest challenge, I think, in probably the last 15, 20 years, well, two, was one, having my marriage dissolve uh, unbeknownst to me. Obviously, that was a big one and just how to be resilient through that. Um, secondly, was losing a job as a single mom and not having a, a partner. And as a single mom, I actually brought my mother to California from Idaho so she could help me with my son while I was traveling. And then this job was pulled out from the rug was pulled out from under me and I was paying my mom's rent as well as taking care of her. So, you know, there's times of fear. I get it. I've been there. And I know so many people right now are going through that just with um, Corona and job loss. So just to share a few things that have helped me get through challenging times um, is just to always focus on I, I'm going to get through this. I don't know when and how, but just trying to stay positive and optimistic. And I know it's super difficult and staying optimistic during dark periods can be difficult, but maintaining a hopeful outlook is important part of resilience. And I think for me, if, if I had no, if I didn't have any hope, um, that would be sort of the end, but always having hope and always knowing what you're dealing with may be difficult but it's important to remain hopeful and positive and you will get th through it. So positive thinking. So when those bad thoughts start to enter your mind, just change it around with something more positive. Nurture yourself. It's really important and I've not always done a good job at this, but when we're stressed, it can be all too easy to neglect our own needs. So, you know, walking. Walking has been my constant companion as for as long as I can remember when I've been stressed, when I've been sad. Getting out and walking, it just changed my complete mindset. And so, you know, it's not like you have to do a hardcore workout. Just something as simple as getting outside and walking really, really helps, at least for me. And I'd love for you to try it if you're not. We talked about establishing goals. Goals help me feel more in control, something that I can impact. So even if it's something small, you check that off your list, you accomplish that, you were able to set that goal and get, get through it. So as I wrap up here talking about resilience today, the last few things I'll mention as part of my favorites to try to stay resilient and stay strong is creating things to look forward to. Even if they're small, even if it's a video chat with a friend, a walk with a friend, just little things. I really found that that's been super helpful. We've gotten out and taken a few road trips. That has been amazing. And stay tuned to hear more about those adventures. But just something like a little road trip, a change of scenery, 
was so fulfilling. So do what you can to create those things to look forward to help your spirit. And remember that don't make the mistake that resilience is pushing yourself because common definition of resilience emphasizes getting back up. We talked about that in the beginning. When we're knocked down, we have to get back up and we have to get through it, but we have to remember that we that's that's there's a difference between pushing yourself. So where mental health happens and, and we need to slow down and we need to, to take care of ourselves, it's okay to stay down for a little while. It's okay not to bounce back immediately. When we tell ourselves that we're strong and we can work hard and carry on, we can overdo it sometimes. So just make sure you're balancing that. It's important not to ignore when we might feel fatigued or depressed or anxious, like acknowledge those and seek help if you need them. Um, don't ignore that. Um, And that's our mind and our body telling us to slow down and we have to listen to that. So thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for following me. Share this with your friends. I'm trying to reach more people. I just want to pay it forward and share and want to hear from others out there. So I'm always looking for great people to interview on anything on business, wellness, and anything in between. So thanks again for tuning in to the BizWell podcast. 